0: Hey guys! <laughs> What's up? I'm Shuma! And I'm Tiffany! And
1: you're listening to Try Tea Party.
0: We are a podcast that recognizes the underdogs. Oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought this was improv. I thought I was doing one of my characters. Oh, good.
1: Continue. The Ruth! Oh my
0: god. The Creative!
1: Oh my god. And the Slightly Off! <laughs> In the Dancing Community! I really wish we could show like, your facial expressions like that. I'm keeping it.
2: Hold me close Hold me tight Let's slip away Before the morning light Capture we take our flight, don't fight the fear, give Uh. in with all your miles.
1: Seems to be working for the yep. time being, at least. So <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it's been it's
3: been really cool watching you
1: guys grow,
3: for oh, sure. Thank you. Um, I because I did leave that comment once, right? I was like, I was like,
2: wow. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> well, because you know, like not to be a hater, but like when you guys posted originally, mm-hmm. I saw it and I was like, okay, let's see if this goes anywhere. Like not yeah, like I was right. like I was like oh like you know there's no way they can do it, mm-hmm. but I was like. You know, like you see these things
0: pop up mm-hmm. and then they just vi- disappear. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah happens, like, happens all the time. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that definitely could have been us too. Right, we could have easily been like, this is a lot of work. Maybe <laughs> not, or revisit right. it next year or whatever. Because I, yeah. I was like, I was like, that's really bold of them to be
3: like doing all these social media announcements when they haven't put out their first episode yet. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, we'll see. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then like you guys like put out several episodes, and I was like, why is like our first reaction to kind of like internally want to tear each other down. Like yeah. uh, Not that I, like, like had point. any ill will mm-hmm.
0: toward you guys. It's just, like, I was, no, like... No, I totally... Yeah. You know, mean, no was, yeah. It was true. You have that, like, instinct to be, like, uh-huh. like, okay, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. just another thing that you're still, through or whatever, you know. Like, yeah. It's never anything...
1: And it's like people, I mean, you see it all the time, and I think that was a thing that helped us, if anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we had a lot of momentum from the get go, and mm-hmm. so we just kind of like vomited out all of this material. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
1: they, uh, I mean, the, the announcements in social media helped us kind of like stay on track and stay to schedule. So we said we're going to be posting every two weeks. Like, mm-hmm. that's our names attached to it, yeah. you know? So it, it looks like whatever work we're putting out, like it's, mm-hmm. it represents us. Yeah. But and it's, like, that whole body in motion stays in motion thing. Okay. Like, yeah. the first
0: time we met, we, like, we're like, okay, if we're actually going to do this, let's make a Twitter handle. And then we made yeah. Instagram, Snapchat, like, just like, that an first email. Yeah. yeah. We, like, looked, looked at it awesome. to see if the website was already taken, like, everything mm-hmm. in our first meeting when we said this is what we want to do. With mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if we waited even, like, a month, we probably yeah. would have done it. No, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's no. the thing. Yeah. No, but I, I'm glad that you say that because it's nice to, like, Well, the one thing that we like doing on the show, too, is, like, talking about things that are real, and that's a real reaction, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. the last episode we just put out, it was um, talking about, like, um, Indian-born Indians versus American-born Indians, Mm -hmm. and like, people never want to say, like, oh, we're different, or like, I would date a guy with an accent, but everybody has these thoughts, like, Mm -hmm. this is why we're doing this, is to put it out, to be like, you're not crazy, like, Mm -hmm. we can change thought processes of things, but, like, we can identify that these are issues as well, Mm -hmm. and it's fine, like, we're all Mm -hmm. humans. Mm -hmm. Oh, damn. But yeah. Okay, cool. It's um, <laughs> a great start. You see each other just
2: like this. I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to so warm
1: up.
4: <laughs> uh,
0: so, on this Wait, list, you're not actually going to do a
1: hey, what's up? I'm No, I'm you? literally <laughs> keeping that. <laughs> <laughs> is this recorded? Of course, I'm going to use everything that I can. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> it's okay. alright, good to know. So, on today's episode, we have Anya. Anya works in journalism. She works for a newspaper, and her and I met in college and had a bunch of mutual friends, and we started talking about having her on this show to discuss her career choice and kind of going through the motions of college and finding a job and what that work is like. And that conversation really turned into something a lot bigger and a lot deeper. So, I'm very excited to introduce Anya. Welcome! Yay! Yay. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, give us a little. Are you 24, 25? I'm 23. What? Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, like, talk, like, talk a little bit about like where you grew up. What was the environment like, um, and how learning about your identity played into into growing up.
3: Um, okay, so I have lived in Michigan my whole life. Um, I grew up in Macomb, Michigan, was probably the only Indian in my high school. So right off the bat, I wasn't kind of in those environments, you know, the see environment where, you know, everyone's kind of feeding off each other, like, we're all going to be doctors, or <laughs> we're all going to be engineers. So that was, like, just never a part of my life from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents, um they're not very pushy in that sense like you have to be a doctor or anything like that my mom is a writer herself she writes like dramas and screenplays or not screenplays but like plays and um poetry and stories so from the beginning of my life my mom has always been like write this write that and you know you know when I was going through school um there just came a point where math and science just didn't automatically click and I didn't know how to study. I, and I still don't know how to study. Like, I was looking at a GMAT prep thing the other day and I, like, started having heavy breathing. Like, and, so, and so then um, I writing just always, like, naturally flowed for me. I understood how commas worked and things like that. And, and then when I was in high school... We had a journalism class, and uh, you know, I just needed an elective, so I just took it, and it was it worked. You know, I thinking back, I I don't know what about it was what pulled me in, but I don't know. I just it made sense, and it was working for me. Um, like I said, I didn't know how to study, and this wasn't something that I had to like pour over a textbook for.
1: Yeah, you know, it
3: just it was interesting. It mm-hmm. was different than the last. This was 10th grade, so the last 10 grades of my life, it was something that was kind of different, and um, so I stuck with it, and um, and then I, we had a newspaper class, so I took that too, and I was a copy editor my first year on the newspaper staff, and then the second year, I was named as a managing editor for our mm-hmm. school newspaper, and so they sent us to um, MIPA camp, which was just like this journalism camp, and... Um,
2: at, right. michigan state.
3: <laughs> at michigan state <laughs> yeah no, it's a, no that
4: sounds really cool though. <laughs> and so
3: i went there for a week and i was in the editor's class and this whole time i kind of had this like oh like i wish i was the editor-in-chief and i mm-hmm. wanted to be and so um i went through that whole week and it was kind of like since it was an editor's class it's about leadership and all that mm-hmm. so i came back and i said i want to be the editor in chief too <laughs> probably the <laughs> most like baldy thing i had ever done up to in my life up to that point and then so I became that, and I just, nice. you know, I, so I became the co-editor-in-chief, and, you know, luckily the girl who's was ENC wasn't, like, the kind to be mad about that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So we became partners, and that year was just, it was really cool because, you know, um, every day after school or, you know, well, so we had one period that was that newspaper class, and then when we had stuff to do um, to finish, uh, it was a monthly paper to finish the paper. I'd stay after school, and you know we'd just be like planning and putting it together. And that's such a like um, awesome feeling when you're at such a young age to mm-hmm. be putting out a
4: newspaper
3: like every real month, real like real content. And you know I'm 17 years old, like you know, and it's I'm putting out this paper, and it was really cool. And I hadn't really like explored anything else basically so i went into college and i said um journalism is going to be my major michigan state has a great j school like i'm going to do it um so i applied for our student newspaper state news as a freshman and i went in there and i was like Oh, like you know, I'm hot shit.
4: Like you know, I get, <laughs> right. I'm
3: gonna get a job, and I even said that during my interview. They were like, "What's your plans?" I was like, "I don't know. Like maybe become ENC someday." And I, mean, <laughs> I didn't get that job, <laughs> so like they didn't hire me, and I was like, "Okay, um, whatever." And so then I went through college, um, doing just the journalism classes, and you know. Learning AP style and things of that nature.
1: Did not you work for the state news later on? Mm-hmm. During college? Yeah. okay, because I, was like, I so, think I remember that.
3: No, I did, and it became so after those first couple of years, I applied again. Mm-hmm. And actually, during those first couple of years, I worked for the organization that put on that camp that I went to. Oh, nice! So it was kind of like it's all a all circle, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I even worked at that camp, like as someone oh, nice.
4: facilitating
3: nice. it, but um. Yeah, then I worked for the state news in college, and I realized how different it is than your classes. Like, real-world experience versus what you're learning in your classes is super different, and that's why I tell everyone that I talk to who's thinking about going into journalism now, like I did a career fair a week ago, I was like, don't major in journalism, because Mm -hmm. your experience in journalism is what's going to help you, not your degree. Mm -hmm. You have to do internships, and I didn't realize that, like, no one told me that. Mm -hmm. I think maybe, like... A year or so into college, my advisor remembered to say, oh, you need an internship to graduate. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, Like, thanks for telling me now. Yeah. So, um, this is what's wrong with our school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, it's just like, that's, you know, important information. And no one had really hammered into my head that work experience matters so much mm-hmm. in a career like I thought you know you get your degree and you just do it and well and
1: that's it also is like even if you're looking at like the community like mm-hmm. you know if, okay I, I want to be a doctor right mm-hmm. and so you go in and you're like I want to be a doctor like great here's 75 other people that you can talk to about what the process is mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and when your community and like with you be also being in like an Indian sorority and mm-hmm. things people you're surrounded by how many of those other women are journalism majors mm-hmm. or have done journalism mm-hmm. or could give you that information mm-hmm. so it's not even a, like the people that are supposed to be telling you aren't telling you, mm-hmm. and then the people that are around you can't tell you. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of like, all
2: right, I'm going yeah. to
1: totally win it then. The That's
3: game. exactly what it was. Like, it was it was just pure obliviousness. That's a grease thing. And so... <laughs>
0: oblivious. Sorry.
3: <laughs> so, um, yeah, so like you said, you know, I was... In the, in the Indian sorority, because, you know, right when I got to college, uh, that was the first time I was surrounded by other brown people, mm-hmm. and I loved it, you right, know, like, yeah. I guess we're kind of jumping back and forth, totally <laughs> Um <laughs> you know, like, I was just so, um, in high school, there was just no brown people. So I like to joke that I made my own brown friends because me and my white friends started watching Bollywood movies together. Like, I, like it like became a thing. Like, you That's know, we'd amazing. watch movies in my basement and, you know, we would joke about Shah Rukh Khan and stuff like that. And like, you know, it's so I didn't have the brown friends. So I made my own brown friends. Like, yeah. I created that culture for myself. And um, So, but when I got to college and I went to that first CIUS meeting and mm-hmm. I, you know, went to that first SIG SIG row informational, um, I was just, it was kind of like a high almost, like, whoa, like, here are these people who mm-hmm. get these inside, inside jokes. Joke. I know, I say <laughs> this all <laughs> so, the time! Yeah. Yes! And, and it's just like, it's so, like,
1: nice. Yeah. And, yeah. It, it's like coming home. To, you know, yeah. You didn't even realize what exactly.
3: to you. And, um, <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> And so, you know, you get involved with that, but like you said, um, there was no one else who was in journalism. Right. <laughs> so there's no one else who I'm talking So It's like, you know, I've got my class, like, flow and life, and, mm-hmm. you know, nobody gets that. Everyone thinks that because I'm not studying for hours that maybe my class load is... More is different yeah mm-hmm. but I'm like but even though I'm not studying super late at night I'm making phone calls to finish my stories before business hours close at 5 p.m because that's when everyone leaves like yeah you know that's I have a different kind of
1: stress than you yeah you can't compare it because they're using mm-hmm. parts of your brain your mind yeah. is different like the out work hours are different mm-hmm. the material learning is totally different like you can't say that oh my job is harder because mm-hmm. I have to study more. Like, right there is yeah. no scale to no there isn't. right and I think a
3: lot of people don't grasp that, you know, mm. just because yeah. I'm not in fr- in the library up until like three in the morning,
0: mm-hmm.
4: doesn't,
3: it just, that's not what my class right. is for. doesn't it, mean your yeah. life is easy. Oh, so right. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I,
1: you almost have, have to hustle harder because you need to, you know, like for students, and I know we rip on a lot of med students all the time, but it, that's not the intention. It's just like, mm-hmm. they're a good example of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a path, right? Like you do, you do all your studying, then you go on to the next stage, and then like, from there you do the next thing. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing you something creative, coming, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. when you're doing creative, you're kind of like doing this on your own. Right. Or you have to really like work for it. Mm-hmm. Not that again, med school. This is just like a black hole of nonsense. But like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, I do, I do. There's there's
3: a lot level. of difference when you have structure, mm-hmm. at, at least like, and structure and being able to see other people as role models and say, yeah. okay, I saw that they did X, Y, and Z, you know, whereas, um, I'm just kind of, like, I fell into this because it just worked, like, right. it wasn't something like, when I was
1: three years old, like,
3: I held a newspaper, no, like, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like that
4: for me, so, like, <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: You know, I just like I always want to like have these like really cute anecdotes. But I yeah and I don't know if it's just because I have poor memory now. Like
4: <laughs> I just
3: I don't know like like what about it was so appealing, but I'm sorry. I just like ramble and like no, weird, heard- we, yeah. We don't make any sense okay.
2: <laughs> But
0: where was
4: I?
2: Um, <laughs> I don't
1: know. We were talking about talking about not
0: having a memory,
1: which is very convenient.
0: Like a goldfish. But I want to get back to that. Try being (laughs) thirty. I don't even remember what I did four hours ago. Oh wait, I was sleeping.
1: (laughs) We were talking about shit. Okay,
3: so. The Indian people and role models. Yeah, yeah, okay. And
1: then state news, pirate to- Yeah, so you know, I. <laughs>
3: Actually, wait. Okay, sorry to be good. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> I had been doing this for the first two years of college. I had just been going to class, um, and you know, like you, you develop light friendships there, mm-hmm. but you're not. And I'm kind of introverted, which you know it shows itself in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know, and when we're sitting like this, I can talk and joke and haha, but when we're at a party, like, I'm sure you've seen me at parties, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like I'm quieter, I'm more reserved, and, um, so, I, you know, I get shy, and so, in class, it's kind of, like, it was kind of like, okay, we're all just, like, here, and, you know, you leave when the period or class is over, and, um, so, my main social circle was my Indian friends and Sig Sig Row and, the majority of them were on either a doctor track or a law track, health in general. like So it's like it didn't line up. Like, we weren't talking about the same things. We knew mm-hmm. we wanted to be successful, you know. But at the end of the day, like, career stuff, it, you didn't really talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I just was I was just doing what I knew to do. I, I didn't question my classes, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like this is still working for me. Right. And so I just kept doing it. And um and then my right before my junior year, I applied again for the state news and this time I got it. And I started working there that summer 2013. And it's it's my just perception of everything started to change because mm-hmm suddenly you're surrounded by these people who are all like in the same field as you and you know just because you're in classes with people that's not the same thing and you know me and my friends we talk about this a lot now like those people that are just in the classes like their their understanding is also just as skewed as yours Mm -hmm. like you know it's not until you get into that group of like super focused individuals who have said like hey, you know, this is our career and we're going to take a hold of it now. It's not until you get into that mass that you're like, whoa, like suddenly you realize, holy crap, I'm behind. Like, you know, and so you get in there and, you know, you get there and everyone's like, internships, internships, internships. Last summer I was here. Last summer I was doing Mm -hmm. this. And and I'm just like, wow, (laughs) like you guys do that? (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I started understanding that class isn't enough. It's not enough. It's Mm -hmm. real-world experience. And, you know, like, within, like, months of working there, I suddenly realized I was learning so much more than I was in my classes. Like, sure, like, one or two of those classes were, like, good because they taught me just, like, the The foundation, Yeah, the foundations. But in journalism, that's not going to teach you how to talk to people. Mm -hmm. That's not going to teach you how to interview them. That's not going to teach you how to build your story structure. Mm -hmm. And it's just doing it over and over and over again that teaches you how to do it. So, you know, the state news is a daily newspaper. Well, five days. Actually, it might be different now. I'm talking about when I was there. Um, It's changed since, and it's the paper itself is just constantly changing. Because yeah.
1: Of money. St- and like a staff too, would make it different. Like yeah, you have different people in those positions. Yeah. So,
3: um so I started working there and that's when I started my friend circles kind of
4: shifted. Mm-hmm.
3: I started I still had Sig Sig. I was active in Sig Sig Row my entire four years and I loved them to death mm-hmm. and all that. And um but I started not going to like all the CIUS functioned Mm -hmm. as much because state news started taking a hold of that you know like state news was my life Mm -hmm. and you know that those adrenaline rushes from covering things like the riots that happened in cedar village and things like that you know that hypes you up like Mm -hmm. you know like you're standing there and there's things on fire and you're writing it all down (laughs) and you're just like this is my job like this is crazy And, and so that was cool and um I worked my way up at State News in the two years that I was there. My last year, I was the managing editor for the last two semesters, nice. which Beautiful. meant that I planned the cover story every day, oh, wow. I edited every story in the paper, and wow. um, that's
1: a big time commitment. Yeah, yeah it
3: was my life. I, mm-hmm. I worked forty plus hours a week, Holy and yeah, wow. that's probably what, like what why. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> She was everywhere for two <laughs> <few> years ago. <laughs> like, No, it was a big time commitment. And those people are my best friends. And we still talk oh, like so every good. day. Like we have a group meet and we're just constantly talking. And, you know, at one point, you know, we just always talk about how our experience there is like what made us successful. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we say we're employed and blessed, like, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but we were together, all of us, every day. Um, morning to night, and mm-hmm. texting constantly, freaking out constantly, <laughs> you know, and it was it was intense, mm-hmm. you know, and, but it was like towards the end of college that I was starting to question, like, should I have majored in something else, you know, because I'm learning all this stuff that, in at the state news that I could have been in the state news without majoring in journalism, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, you know, I started getting scared because, like, I started realizing that money matters. Like, when I was growing up, my parents would say to me, like, I, like I said, they weren't yeah. pushy, but they were like, you do realize, like, you're not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, money doesn't matter. Yeah. Passion is everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, it does matter. I want to go places. I want to see things. And, like, mm-hmm. and, you know, and then you start, you know, that senior year of college, everyone starts posting, like, oh, I just accepted this full-time offer at mm-hmm. this humongous company, and you're like, they're going to make freaking six figures, yeah. and I don't even know what the foundation salary is for my job mm-hmm. because nobody wants to say it out loud because right. it's so crappy. Right? <laughs> and like, and um, so that's when I started having like the first fears and doubts about that because I was like, wow, like, I just, like, have been doing this nonstop since I was in 10th grade, and I just never stopped to question it. And it was towards the end of college that I started wondering, like, did I mess up by not questioning it? Did I mess up by coming into college with a major already decided? Like,
2: should I have spent
3: a couple years just, like, checking out different things? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, in high school, that was the one different thing that – you know, stood out from just the English classes and the math classes and all that. Um, but in college, you know, you can go in a hundred million different directions. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like I didn't take advantage of that. I just stuck with what I knew from high school because it was working for me. You know, right. you fall into that sense of complacency because it's just clicking. Oh, you're man. not, you're not angry. You're not upset, and you're not failing. So yeah. you're just doing Why it. Why change it? Right. Yeah. And. I think that's when I started having the first inklings of that, you know. And and then on top of that, um, I knew that the daily news grind was starting to feel like just not um, appealing, I guess I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, I really, really enjoyed my last year at the state news and that kind of thing that pushed me back and like I'm not leaving journalism mindset because I really like planning and I like – That big picture Mm -hmm. aspect, and um, so you know, you you kind of when you're in that uh, Mm -hmm. mode of planning and big picture, you kind of forget again what it's like to be one of the lower rung (laughs) reporters. (laughs) And so um, that's when I first started having inklings of that. And then on top of that, I don't know. I was just I I didn't know what I was. Where what direction I was hurtling in, I did know that I still had to finish that internship credit. Okay. So I had gotten an internship for the summer after graduation, after graduation, at the Grand Rapids Press in Grand Rapids as um, a breaking news intern. Um, so I did that for a whole year, and oh, wow. it was it was through that you know that I kind of really started to have cemented feelings that this whole like. Reporting thing might not be for me.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I love talking to people; those are my favorite stories. I love the human interest stories, and um, those are the ones I'll share on my Facebook. I'm—I mean, yeah. I write every day, but the ones I'm sharing on my Facebook are the ones that like make me feel things, mm-hmm. and and you know, I empathy is—I think it's so important to spread, you know. But sitting in front of that police scanner, listening to all the car accidents and some old person who can't breathe and Gosh. just things like that constantly. One, you become j- jaded, yeah, you know, like right. people, my friends would text me, oh my God, how horrible, like a shooting just happened. I'm like, I covered one yesterday, right. you know, <laughs> so it it happens yeah. and, you know, you kind of lose that.
1: Does it shift, like, your perception mm-hmm. of the world when, you, when it's, like, information overload and all these things that are happening? What do you mean? Like do you think it makes you more of a pessimist or does it make you like not believe as much in humanity or like just things like that if you're seeing like shootings happen all the time and you're covering them or like someone died or it's just like that's a, that's heavy information to be taking in all the yeah, time. Yeah, you kind of realize that people die all the time. Like, <laughs> you know, it,
3: that sounds like a very obvious fact, mm-hmm. but when you're constantly hearing it and, you know, you're covering these fatal accidents and things like that, they kind of start becoming like, faceless names like they don't mm-hmm. hold it like people might you know I realize it when I'm texting someone I'm like yeah I'm in a fatal accident I'll call you later or something and no. they're like oh my god right. what happened and I'm like I'm it happened and mm-hmm. I'm here doing my job you know and I'm I don't feel shocked by it because this is what I'm been doing you yeah. know and I guess at a
1: point you can't do that to yourself yeah yeah draining as well. right you know you new.
3: can't yeah, and I mean, and then on top of that, you're just, you're reading about it all the time, and mm-hmm. I guess it's desensitization to mm-hmm. a point, <laughs> um, but, you know, I started realizing that I just want to work on, that maybe, like, this isn't really as much for me, but, mm-hmm. um, so I started having those kind of thoughts, and I was like, okay, um, I really want a job after this, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So I just started like applying to places but no I wasn't hearing back so I decided for myself like I'm gonna take this summer and
4: you know I loved
3: Grand Rapids and I loved the people that I worked with there and I did some really great stories that I'm super proud of you know I Mm -hmm. interviewed Syrian refugees Mm -hmm. and things of that nature and a few projects that I'm very proud of but um I started wondering like is this really what I want to be doing every single day? Because when you also shift into, when I shifted into that, it stopped from being something I did after school or in addition to different organizations. It became my Mm -hmm. full-time thing. Mm -hmm. And once it became full-time, it started feeling less fulfilling. It was was fun to do when it was like my side gig, you know? You know, because in high school, obviously, I'm in class and doing all those other things and mm-hmm. other concerns. And this was like a stress relief for me. Yeah. And, I mean, it was stress inducing, but it was still a stress relief. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and in college, I still, you know, even if I was a journalism major, like I still had all of the other classes I needed to take. Mm-hmm. And on top of that with Sig Sig Row, I, I had a lot of responsibility with that. And um, so it was always just something I did in addition to other things. Mm-hmm. And then once it became my full time everything, I was like, "This doesn't feel like super fulfilling. I don't feel happy all the time. I feel just kind of stressed out, and um, and I also feel like you know I'm not making that much money. There's not that much prospects in this. If if I want to become an editor, I have to work forever at this lower level mm-hmm. and. It, that's just a bummer you know and you're just feeling like lost because you don't have a clear game plan anymore mm-hmm. not that i ever did have something super crystal clear but something you're just like wow like you know everyone's telling me that i can do whatever and i'm so young and
1: i can still figure it out so uh, so like along, so well okay back up so right now you're working as a reporter still
4: mm-hmm. and
1: from what my understanding of like your numerous late night snapchats that your hours are, like, bananas. Yeah. And you're basically on call all the time because if something happens, you have to be out there reporting on it. So well, you're the night crawler.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Underrated movie I was, I was like, this is unethical. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I do work crazy hours, um, and that's another part of it, you know, you're... You're on call like a doctor, but you're not getting paid like a doctor. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so I work Sunday through Thursday. So And that's just the nature of the job. My parents would be like, oh, why did you have to be the one working Sunday? Like, And I'm like, well, someone has to do it. We're yeah. a newspaper, you know, and just be, and we're a seven-day news source. And mm-hmm. so someone's got to be there every day <coughs> listening
1: to the police scanner, which
3: is what I'm doing on Sunday.
1: Are there days that you go in and... Like nothing was happening Or is that like
3: that muscle? Like on the scanner? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's certainly days like that. But the thing is is since we're still a print paper every day, mm-hmm. um, we still have to put out content right every day. So I'm still always working on something. Um, when I was at the Grand Rapids Press that was more of a thing because I was an intern, so mm-hmm. and we had a really big staff at GR mm-hmm. but um so there would definitely be days where I did nothing and just kind of twiddled my thumbs listening to the <laughs> scanner. And that that's kind of, like, stress-inducing, you know? Like right. That was what it was for me because I was do, like, I was like, something. I was like, no, no, it wasn't that. It was that I'm so scared I'm going to miss something important. Oh. Okay. That, I, you know, that, like, my ears were peeled and I would be so scared that I'm going to miss something important mm-hmm. and that I'm going to mess it up. and
2: You know, oh especially gosh. those
3: times where I'm the only one listening to it and right. I know that I'm the one who's supposed to catch if, like, something really bad happens mm-hmm. and, in Grand Rapids, too, there was a, several news stations. you got to beat them out there. like right. You know? But here, it's kind of more like um, we have to each all be doing stuff, and I still need to be listening and making sure I'm catching stuff if I'm the only person who's doing that. Mm-hmm. But the, the difference is also that I'm an education reporter in the, at the Times-Herald in Portland. Okay. And um, so my focus is actually on, like, reporting on um, all the school districts in two counties okay. and um, all the policies and um, How that might affect them or I might just be going to a cute little thing like for example um, You know your hours and your schedule is all over the place, right? So um, on Thursday, I went to the state of the district address in mm-hmm. the morning where a superintendent spoke to the of um, business leaders and community members assembled about you know what their district is doing and all that very factual notes you know went up and interviewed him came back with the story and then I went to um, an elementary school where they were having 100 day and oh, the little kids God. were dressed up like they were 100 years old oh, and, they all, and it was like super cute so you know I'm all over the place my face is everywhere and right. my I'm not just going in nine to five like my my schedule fluctuates based on um
0: like what what to... what
3: i've got to get done that day mm-hmm. or you know on wednesdays i'm supposed oh, to work oh, the night oh. shift so that someone's listening to the scanner oh, until like later at night and so you know i'm just kind of all over the place and that's like another element of it for mm-hmm. me it's just like wanting to see if i can maybe find something that is fulfilling and like um but has more structure and more Money. Yeah. (laughs) And so I don't know. I don't know if that's something that if I leave journalism that I'll really miss actually, you know, because Mm -hmm. that is kinda cool. You're yeah, you're you've got all these different experiences, you know, you've got you have the opportunity to see so many things Mm -hmm. and you kinda become like a jack of all Mm -hmm. trades because yeah you are learning so much about all these different things, you Mm -hmm. know, like I might be doing a health story one day. I might be doing, like, you know, like a school board meeting coverage mm-hmm. one day. And, the, you know, the next day I might be running out to an accident scene. Like, you're right. just everywhere and you're seeing everything and you're seeing all these different forms of life. And mm-hmm. um, I feel like that might be something that I would definitely miss. And I'm not even saying that I'm definitely going to leave mm-hmm. journalism. It's just that I'm at this point of my life where I am – just so confused because I don't know what direction I want it to head anymore like on one hand I want the structure I want the financial you know right the stability stability yes financial stability <laughs> word. but on the other hand like it's, it's kind of a cool job but it's mm-hmm. also very stressful and I don't know you know you're just I don't have
1: any answers <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any magical <laughs>
3: solutions because I'm still lost
4: myself yeah,
1: there's two sides to it the way I see. Like I, um, there's that feeling of like being really lost and like I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm gonna be in a year. But then the flip side to that, which, because I've I have have been going through this in the last few months. So, like where am I going? What am I doing? Where am I gonna be in a year? And that energy has changed into something more positive. And now I'm like I could do literally anything. Like I'm not old by any means. Like I could I could literally do whatever I wanted to right now. And that is also exciting because I don't know what the next six months of my life could look like. It could be totally different. Or I don't know where I'm going to be next year. Like, my life a year ago was totally different. And two years ago was completely different, you know? And now we're here. And I, and I kind of think it's exciting. Like, I think there is always that constant fear of, like, where is my life going and what am I doing? And my parents are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm.
4: So,
1: um, but, but it's nice that to have options, you know,
4: because
1: mm-hmm. you don't need to have that structure.
3: Right. And, you know, that's one thing, you know, where I was stressing about my degree. Like, I've had to talk to myself and be like, no, just because you don't have a different degree doesn't necessarily mean anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of employers these days just want to see that word degree. Yeah. And and then, you know, I know that my uh, degree also, like, the name of it, journalism, has its value because I can say I work – I work on strict deadlines. Mm-hmm. I can meet them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have good communication skills. Right. Um, and I'm dedicated. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, which is silly because
1: you can also get those things from like having a job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's goofy. Right. Uh, I'm going to have to steer this conversation a mm-hmm. little differently because I could talk to you for hours and mm-hmm. yeah. never leave here. <laughs> Um But the one thing I wanted to talk about was when you and I initially were talking, it was that for so long your identity was Anya the journalist like Anya's going into journalism and like at, that's how you're known and i think especially like in the kind of community we went to college in it was very much like oh that's the girl that dances like that's the Ross girl that's like the girl that sings and that's the girl that does this and so when you have something that that sets you apart from this whole pack of people that is the identity people put you in you know and i think that there is that added pressure, like, okay, now they're expecting you to see this, and just because of the dynamic of our, what that gr- whole group was like at State, um, it, can, it can be, like, a little terrifying to put yourself out there and to be honest and be like, I don't want to do this. Like, I just don't want to do this anymore, and, you know, what, what are people going to say or think, and how is my identity going to change? That's already hard enough to deal with internally, and you know, when you're trying to think about outside factors in addition to that, um, I think it's totally normal, and like we all do it, and I don't know. So I kind of wanted to hear your side of this because I think it's really interesting and it's very honest, which I am into. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I mean, when I started college, and I, you know, we'd go to those CIUS meetings, and people mm-hmm. would be like, "Oh, what's your major?" and I would, I would get a the first thrill. thing, yeah, yeah, I would get a thrill out of saying journalism because they were yes. expecting me to say biology or yeah, something, right. and their face just kind of like changes and I got so interesting yeah. Cool. yeah and or like oh <laughs> and mm-hmm. and I got a kind of thrill out of that I was like yeah, yeah. I'm different like yes. <laughs> you know yeah it's exactly so awesome. unique yeah. and um but now it's almost like you know everyone saw that you worked so hard for this everyone saw that you busted your ass for this and then you know once you start saying like um Oh, I am actually thinking of doing something else. They get disappointed, and then you mm-hmm. feel scared. Well, I don't know if I'd say scared. You feel the sense of like you're not only you're not only letting them down. You're letting yourself down mm-hmm. because you had kind of painted this image of yourself, and um, now you're just tearing it down. And you didn't even you didn't even do it. You didn't yeah. even succeed at it. Mm-hmm. And um, and the, you know there's been a couple times now where I'll talk to a friend and be like, yeah, I just, I don't know anymore. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what?
1: Right.
3: What? Like, I was, you know, I knew you were going to be in the New York Times or something. And you're just like, yeah. And they're like, but you're so good at it. And I'm like, you know, like, am am I messing up? Am I walking away from something Mm -hmm. that I'm supposed to be doing? Am I actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And I'm just being like, a flake
1: like (laughs) I don't know if you feel the way that you feel if that was true like I think that more often than not like uh, uh, this I mean this goes along with every like a lot of things but when you have like that tiny gut feeling about something and you're like it's is it real is it not real like am I doing everything by listening to it do I not listen to it is it it, like a whim that I'm just working upon but that uh, like for me at least I've noticed that when I have those instinctual feelings and I follow through with them, and then, like, a couple months later, I'm like, oh, this is why. This mm-hmm. is why I did that. Okay, yeah. now it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. like, something will reveal itself to me later on. Yeah. But I think, like, a lot of people, like, I think a lot of people go through the same process of not knowing what to do, but fuck everybody else. You're not like, <laughs> living your life. Like, Like, how many of them are willing to read your newspaper? Like, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, of,
1: no one even reads, the, like, they're all on their tablet anyway, and they'll read it on Facebook, mm-hmm. but, like, how many of them are going to be that invested in your life? And if they care about you and they are actually friends of yours, they're going to be like, if you don't want to do this, don't do it. Right, mm-hmm. They'll support you know? whatever decision you make. Mm-hmm. And, and I if learned- you do want to do it, do it. Like the message mm-hmm. that obviously. Right, exactly. But
0: um, Like one thing that I've learned from improv, um, it's like a rule in improv, but it's such a good rule in life. Whatever decision you make is the right one. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Like if you don't think like a scene is going in the right direction, like if you just say something just to like steer it in one way, Mm-hmm. then you made the right decision because you at least made that decision, you know? Otherwise, people are on stage not knowing what to do mm-hmm. or, like, in your own life. Like, if you don't know which way to go, pick one. If it's not the right one for any reason, pick the other one, you mm-hmm. know? Like, as long as you, like, with conviction, make a choice mm-hmm. and do something, then, yeah. you know what I mean, you'll be fine. <laughs> and, I think, and I think personally, for me, it just, you know, when
3: you're looking at all those different directions, I'm so scared of okay. failure, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm so scared of taking a chance on something that's just going to end up screwing me over because mm-hmm. i'm just like i want to do everything right and i want it i want to see everything come to fruition the way it should you know should i was just going to say <laughs> yeah. like right what, what, does, that yeah, what yeah. does that even mean yeah what does that even
1: mean i i'm a firm believer in things do work out the way that they're supposed yes. to regardless of mm-hmm. that path does it look like the way and that I, they I agree, agree with I'm that as to? well yeah yeah and i there's there's also like um should i have something and i <laughs> Oh, what I was going to say is, I think, I mean, this, I think this applies to not just us as a community, I think that this is everybody, that we put these deadlines on ourselves, like 25, when I was younger, I used to think that 25, I'm going to be engaged, 26, mm-hmm. I'll be married, I'm going to be 27, and there is no fucking way that I'm going to be married right now, like, <laughs> yes. I, there's, I don't even want that right now, like, yeah. there's no way, and, you know, and now, like, as we're getting older, it's like, okay, by 30, I have to do this, By this age, I have to do this, and that's Why? So Why silly. do we put those unnecessary
0: yeah. pressures in, and deadlines
1: on our lives?
3: Even when we like acknowledge that and realize that, we still do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. But you know, I think those, you know, Facebook posts that go around and show famous people and what they were doing when they were twenty-three. Those are That's so. Yeah. Those are so actually helpful. They sometimes are. you forget about them like ten minutes later, but <laughs> in that moment, yeah. you're or like, solid yeah, suppose. you know
1: oh, Tina Fey was a waitress at my age or <laughs> something. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't like, remember. But... at 30-something was like still like working at a tire
0: shop. I mean, that was. Well, just the up, other but... day I used this example or someone like brought it to my attention. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really want to write screenplays and I really want to do this, but you always feel like you're too old because you didn't like intern in mm-hmm. this or you mm-hmm. didn't go to film school or you didn't do all that. Mm-hmm. Larry David started Seinfeld when he was thirty-nine years old. Wow. Like, I'm about to be 30 and I feel like, oh my god, my life is over. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like 39. Aggie made one of the greatest shows of all time. Like regardless of your opinion, it went on for a very long time. It was <laughs> yeah. <accessible>, you know, <laughs> in that way. Like it was But, <laughs> but it was also the greatest television show of all time. <laughs> But to have two shows that ran yeah. on for more than eight years in a world where, like, you can't even have an attention span for more mm-hmm. than a two-minute video, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, like, for him the to do deal. that at 39 years old, yeah, that's, like, incredible. And he's still fucking killing it. <laughs> you know? I'm like, dude, the way things are going right now, like, you're on track. None
1: of us should ever be worried about what we're doing mm-hmm. and the, how long it's taking us to get there. Yeah. 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 That's, and you learn that, I think, over time. And just by, like, learning more about other people and their stories and journeys, which is why stuff like this helps. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's never, it's never too late or it's, it's never too early or Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Because
0: if you have that gut reaction, like, you should definitely go with it.
1: Or In whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever direction you decide. Mm -hmm. But I think that's great. I think it's great to be, you know, questioning and looking and, and seeing that, like, okay, now I'm at this point and, um... I realize this sounds like very advice. I don't mean this is like right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, got, I've gotten
4: always. <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> and
1: to me, I'm always like, follow your dreams, right? <laughs> yeah, much. yeah. Motto Yeah, we're never like super helpful, but, anyway. <laughs> but. Whatever you do, I think I think that's great that you are are willing to explore it and think about it and digest mm-hmm. it so that you don't look back in ten years and without even thinking about it, you know, or pushing this to the side mm-hmm. and just then you you'll know. Push, you
4: know, you'll yeah. move, you know
3: what I will say is I know that I'm starting to approach the point where I just need to pull the trigger on something. Like, right. Because I have feel like I've been floating in this limbo, mm-hmm. and I've also, you know, I'm just getting frustrated, you know, mm-hmm. with my reality, I feel like. You know, I moved home, and I'm living with my parents, and so I just go home, or go to work, come home, and, you know, and then you go on Snapchat, and everyone's living their fullest life. and yeah. And I'm just like, wow, like, I... Never felt FOMO until now. Like mm. I am now feeling FOMO, <laughs> yeah. And it's a sucky feeling, you know. You get through like two or three Snapchat stories, and then you're like, you're just like, I could throw my phone against the yeah. wall, and then you pick it back up and go on Facebook,
0: right? Then, right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: This is so real. Well, <laughs>
0: like in a year, you're gonna remember this. And you'd be like, well, that's why it inspired me to get to where I am now mm-hmm. because I had so much time to think, or mm-hmm. you know, right. And like you were saying everything happens for a reason
3: and I also very fully agree with that because I just have seen that click in so many different ways in my life yeah. you know you think you're really sad you're really upset about something at one point and mm-hmm. then a year down the road you're like I really learned from that and it made yeah. me stronger yeah. and it gave me this
1: learning tool mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like we were just saying it, it sometimes life will yeah. give you more than it takes from you and mm-hmm. you just have to learn mm-hmm. to see that perspective and and, and be patient, you know, and not everything, our generation is very instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And so that's not the way that things work, you know, mm-hmm. nothing works. Out. And when you are in this kind of situation,
0: it does definitely feel like everything's going in slow-mo. Yeah. And yeah. it could be like a week mm-hmm. and you're like, it's oh been my 17 gosh, what am I doing? Or it could be like six months, like I was out of a job for seven months and it mm-hmm. was the worst. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I've been working since and I'm just like. <laughs> seven months like yeah. that was actually really great because I wrote a lot during those seven months right. and like mm-hmm. just cause nothing got published <laughs> <right? laughs> yeah. like doesn't mean I wasn't trying at least to mm-hmm. be like a little bit more progressive or whatever yeah. um some and some self exploration in that right, time right exactly yeah, sure. and like now we can talk about it I'm here you know which yeah. is like really cool so yeah um
1: before we... No, it's 3.10 now. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> I wish we could keep talking to you about this stuff, but... Um, you would be you editing forever. forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we did yeah. one that was three and a half hours long. It, it was, like, two days of
2: editing. like three, uh, <laughs> nine, nine hours or something. <laughs> no, yeah.
1: If you guys are um, looking for another collaborator, I would definitely be yeah, yeah. interested. Oh, we'll <laughs> yeah. And come hang out with us, because we don't do anything else. Okay. <thing>. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... it's sorry I know you know no. but like
3: um just like being out of college is just so freaking different like yeah. it's like you know you're it's a in college, you're it's, in. it's a total bubble you're seeing all your friends every day they're all like mm. a block away from you you're stopping in yeah and it was amazing I miss it so so yeah. so much like <laughs> you know it's like when am I going to stop saying I miss college and then you're like, oh, I said it like an hour ago. And, like, and um, it's just hard dealing with the fact that now everyone is somewhere else. And like mm-hmm. all your good friends that, you know, you used to hang out with, they're all just doing their own thing somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And you get so lonely sometimes. Yeah. And that's another thing I've just been grappling with is like that loneliness that comes from going to work and coming Mm -hmm. home if you're not living somewhere with a bunch of your friends it's repetitive and then you know you like add in that
1: snapchat fomo Mm -hmm. and you're just like i hate my life (laughs) i think this is the nature of the creative business though Mm -hmm. because every time like anytime that i I, we talk to the people that are creatives like they this is the same story like Mm -hmm. we don't hit our stride until a little bit later on Mm -hmm. um Versus these people who, again, have structure. They get jobs right after. They go to school right after. Mm -hmm. Whatever they're doing, they have some sort of plan, and then they're, like, hired into something. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's not really how, like, creative fields work. Mm -hmm. And Um, people don't tell us that it's okay to explore other things. Right.
3: Especially because when you're looking at the creative field, it's not like, oh, I am going to be analyzing stocks and stuff like that. You're like, I could be be writing about education, which Mm -hmm. I am. I could be writing about COPs. Or I could be working at a magazine and working mm-hmm. on long-term features. Like, there's so many different directions that this mm-hmm. can go in, and yeah. there's no one sitting down in front of you and looking at all of your assets and saying, "I think you would be best at this." You know, right, you're right. just like, I have to figure this out you're on my own. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you're, and then you're just like, Do I want to waste my time mm-hmm. like messing around with something that isn't going to help me?
1: Yeah, it's just it's so hard to find that. Balance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we this I just want to like keep talking. We have to do like a part two of this episode. Yeah, right? yeah. So good. yeah. So, guys,
0: the part that you love, we like to play a little game with our guests—a um, little this or that type game, five-question rapid-fire round for Anya. Um,
1: <laughs> can, we can we do, do that, that again? again? Okay. <laughs> <All> that. <laughs> I'm keeping this one too. This is just the episode where I leave all of Tiffany's. <laughs> You're gonna be
0: sad when I die of de- die of pneumonia. <laughs> I can't even And then we me that in.
1: <laughs> oh Tiffany has pneumonia and is like jacked up <laughs> on antibiotics and has been coughing this whole time. <laughs>
0: oh, it's three o'clock. Actually, I have to take my
1: other
0: dose. Um. <laughs> um. so this is a part of the game. I mean, this is
4: fully- <laughs> Nope. Okay, we're
2: moving on. I'm keeping this. <laughs> it's too good. <laughs> um.
0: Alright, so we got five questions for you. Okay, I'm gonna focus really hard. No no no. That's that's <laughs> the point. You're not supposed to focus, you're just supposed to say the one of the two options that you prefer, and that's it. It's just very simple. Okay, okay. Um you don't have to go back and justify it and you just say it. Yeah. Okay, quick. <laughs> so much anxiety.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that this
0: game stresses people out I mean, for some reason. Sparkling water or tea? Tea.
1: <laughs> Highlighters or paper clips? Purpose. Bowling or putt-putt? Putt-putt. <laughs> Fan or heater? Heater. Mm.
0: Mullet or mutton chops? <laughs> 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 I just got, I got excited.
1: <laughs> Mullet or mutton chops? That's like when they've got like, the, <laughs> yes, the massive sideburns <laughs> or the like, party in the back business I'm gonna go with uh, the mutton chops, I think. I think
4: I would have picked the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. One other thing we like to ask all of our guests, except for the last interview that we did because we forgot, um, (laughs) is what is one. Physical as well as a non-physical trait that you like about yourself. I think that um, something. I mean, the way that we preface it is, is that like we are very hard on ourselves all of the time about literally everything, and we like to ask guests this because we want you to leave feeling positive and feeling like, um, like you know, that you're reminded that of how great you are. You know, so yeah. <sighs> nothing <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why we ask because no, not not <laughs> when you're
0: feeling good you can think about all the things that are great but we should yeah. remind ourselves every day like what makes it special like what we do like about ourselves mm-hmm. okay so something physical and something non-physical mm-hmm. okay
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we can take time to think that we people are always a little thrown off by this um
3: I guess I'll start with something non-physical. Okay. Um, I would say that personally, I like that I have a lot of empathy for people. Um, I feel like I can un- always understand where people are coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's why I don't really get involved in drama because I just kind of get it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to my field as well is being able to talk to someone and understand um, where they're coming from. And that's something that I have identified that in my career, that's what I wanna be able to do is spread empathy because I think that's why we have so much division right now is that lack of empathy, that Mm -hmm. lack of understanding that this is the kind of situations people are in. Mm -hmm. And that's something I have always liked about myself is I can be empathetic and in turn that translates to being caring and feeling for, um, the other people. Um, as for a physical trait that I like, um, <laughs> this is harder. Um, I guess I would say that I Collar for a brown girl. Oh, that's not acceptable. <laughs> come on. Oh my god. I don't know. I just you
1: have. First of all, this is. Good, I mean, this is weird, but like whatever. Uh, You have a great smile. You have <laughs> gorgeous <laughs> eyes, and your makeup looks really good. Oh, And you, you have the best eyebrows. <laughs> oh my
3: <they're> just <laughs> shaped very well. So like, <laughs> like, come on. Give yourself a little oh my credit. God. Okay, fine. Yes. Okay. okay. I that. Okay, that. you, When you when you. Uh, for some thought about it, oh. yes, I guess, uh, I guess my smile is something that I do have said that I like about myself, there you go. Oh, okay? There it's beautiful. And, <laughs> and I have won a few Best Smile Awards.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> <David Blit> awards back <laughs> in the, the day. Yes.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, and I do, I do like my eyebrows as well. like, okay. Good for you. I get, I get yes. them done, I go, I go and I I'm glad, you know, I don't have Dude, they're not like super thin and I don't have to like fill them in all day and so well,
1: okay. okay I'll give that to you
3: <laughs> that's, a lot that's awesome, awesome. I, yeah
1: awesome <laughs> well thank you so much for doing this and coming out here and bearing all the traffic this was so much fun I'm yes. so glad you did this it. and so glad yes. I finally got to meet you yeah. you
0: telling me you have to meet this girl you will love her <laughs> and not. I still want to give you a hug but I don't want to give you pneumonia <laughs> I'll just like pat you <laughs> no Uh, we should we should all hang out yeah we really should because I I,
1: like I said I don't do (laughs) anything
0: no we love
1: like yeah one of the coolest things about this is like we the people that we've been interviewing Mm -hmm. and stuff like because I think we have such these like very lengthy and deep conversations Mm -hmm. about like personal feelings and emotions and whatever Mm -hmm. The people that we've talked to are like some of our best friends now. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like one of our girls, Ruby, she came to Tiffany's improv show last week with yeah. us. Like, <laughs> and we only met her through doing the podcast. Yeah, the like she was a guest, and we didn't even know her when she came in. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. Like, I love that we, I love that we get to meet so many Ooh. awesome people. The, the CTP alumni. Group. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> we no, all hang out. I was I was super
3: flattered when you asked me. You know, and, and so I was like. I
4: like, wow. <laughs> and wow! we
0: always feel fine kind of when people say yes? <laughs> yeah, we're like, like oh us, yay. We're just, like, We just talk to people and report them, right. but they want to do it. Yes, yeah. you know. Well, well, like I said,
3: um, empathy is super important, and I think just like talking about things really helps. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's just so nice to see more stuff that's about um, the South Asian mm-hmm. diaspora because um, you know we didn't grow up with that kind of information in front of us. And you know, you know, Buzzfeed India, like it has my heart because I see those things. So relatable. Yeah, it's like it's like those like Western jokes, which I know they're Mm -hmm. based in India, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's the Western jokes tied in with like the Indian pop culture or Indian home life, and uh, you know, you didn't realize how hungry you were for that Mm -hmm. until you saw that. Absolutely. You know, and like now that more and more of that stuff is coming, it just makes you feel better and better about yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. not necessarily Mm -hmm. that you were hating yourself or hating your background but it was like this kind of like quiet secret you yeah know, mm-hmm. that you held not because it validates
1: that hyphenated identity yeah right? exactly
3: and you know that hyphenated identity is something that's super important mm-hmm. to me and um i think the more we encourage these kind of conversations and this kind of culture that's yeah. you know getting cultivated online and things of that nature um i think the better off we all will be as well as future generations or kids mm-hmm. or grandkids, like, they're going to enter a world where they're not, like, they're identi- <laughs> yeah, they're, their identity, yeah, and their identity isn't something that's on the DL. Like, yeah. it's something that they can say, hey, I can turn to this resource mm-hmm. and um, learn more. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I feel, on. yeah, I feel connected to yeah. other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: Since the taping of our interview with Anya, she has actually since taken a leap of faith and switched jobs. She is now living in Chicago and working as a communications coordinator for Chicago Youth Centers, which is a nonprofit that has centers set up across the city to provide educational opportunities to children in underserved communities. We are so excited that Anya has taken this next step in her career and in her life to pursue something she feels so passionate about. Congratulations, Anya but I wanted to read a small excerpt from a post-it she wrote talking about this switch in careers. She says, While I'm on my soapbox, I want to add that journalism is more important now than ever. Reporting is tough. It's long hours, a lot of mean and shady sources, and an industry that never stops asking for more out of you. Be grateful for the people who are fighting for the truth and keeping officials accountable so you can stay informed. Thank you, Anya, for all that you've done and all that you continue to do. And as always,
3: thanks for
2: listening. Cheers. Yay! <laughs> Thank you Thank you. <laughs> Hold me close Hold me tight Let us slip away Before the morning light captures us. As we take our flight, don't fight the fear given with all your mind.